Apps have changed nearly everything about how we live, how we stay connected socially, how we engage in e-commerce, how we run our businesses. They've also completely transformed the darker world of cybercrime, hacktivism, espionage, and warfare. For why the focus on applications? Simple. They're the reason people use the internet. Applications communicate, calculate, process, store, search, coordinate, and forecast for us. They are the muscles of the business. Thus, they must function when they need to, and they must function as expected. This is Sarah Boddy, Director of Threat Research at F5 Labs. And this is Ray Pompon, Principal Threat Researcher at F5 Labs. And we conducted a year-long research study to see how applications are being attacked. This research, the Application Protection Report, has confirmed what we saw in our own experience. Apps are the primary targets for attackers. So in this four-part podcast series, we're going to share our findings. Some of them are alarming. Some of them are not so surprising at all. And we are going to help you prioritize what you should focus on to reduce your application risk. So hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. This is the final uh, podcast in our four-part series about the Application Protection Report. And we are going to talk about DDoS threats to applications during this podcast. Um, I do want to call out that this was a four-part series. We first started talking about threats against the services tier of an application, and we also talked about threats against the access tier. Um, and and we're closing this one out with uh, DDoS attacks. There are other tiers that we had defined um, mm-hmm. in the initial discovery of an app, but we chose to not actually make podcasts out of all of them just because we wanted to keep it interesting, and we want you guys to go read the report. So um, we are closing out the podcast series talking about DDoS attacks, but there's also more to read in the report, so we encourage everybody to do that. Um, so without further ado, let's get into DDoS attacks. Um, I I think that DDoS attacks against applications is something super interesting to talk about. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a rapidly evolving um, attack vector. We didn't used to see attacks against applications, mm. um, really not even two years ago. It's been something that's kind of evolved. And Well, it's, it's a funny thing to see DDoS in general. First of all, I have to point to our, our, our Ponymon survey. This was popping up as a high priority across the board for everybody. That's because the way you take an app offline is you DDoS it. And right. Availability is paramount importance to CISOs. Well, but, you know, it's funny. I would say, you know, traditionally it, in some industries it was like, you know, we don't care if, if it's up or down. Just don't get to the data or don't mess with the data. And now I'm hearing everybody saying this: these things must stay up. It's not mm-hmm. just about we need to, you know, we're losing money by the second because we can't take customer transactions, which is very true in, mm-hmm. in more and more industries. Mm-hmm. But we're also seeing that, like, our entire, um, our user base, you know, the productivity just goes in the, goes away because they can't access apps that they need. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of competitive apps out there. If your app is not going to work, they're going to go to somebody else's that does, and they don't know it's a DDoS attack that made it not work exactly. the second they wanted to use it. Yeah. Well, actually, let me say from, from the defense side, of, I've always had this problem where I didn't know if it was a DDoS attack unless I was specifically instrumented and had a team who was mm-hmm. able to interpret those results. It's like, was mm-hmm. it a fiber cut? Mm-hmm. Did we just push a bad change out? You know, or is it a DDoS attack? And you often have a scramble within your team going, what the heck's going on? Why isn't the site up? And the customers are fleeing or angry or, or posting all kinds of things on Twitter. Yeah. So, it, you know, they definitely are very painful. Yeah, absolutely. And attackers know that. Absolutely. And and what we are actually seeing um, in the data and in personal experience. Um, oh, I should, I should point out the data we have for this is most interesting because a lot of it is, is internal because mm-hmm. um, F5 you know, is involved in this business. So we a lot of our insights and data come from, from customers and, mm-hmm. and people out there in the industry who are, are seeing this stuff live. So we're getting, you know, it was, it was really interesting to be, just to have conversations with our teams to say, like, what are you seeing? What are you doing? And, yeah. and that really made this 
a very interesting report for us. Yeah, and it it makes it really interesting topic-wise for F5 because, you know, we are the leader in application security and we're, we obviously play in the application space. It's been our bread and butter for, for 20 years. So we have a really interesting perspective and ability to mitigate application-targeted attacks just because we understand applications so well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an interesting event that happened last week, and I can talk about this publicly because it was talked about publicly on Twitter, um, but Proton Mail became a client of our DDoS scrubbing service because they were getting DDoSed. Um, a lot of it was an application-targeted attack, um, and they publicly talked about this on Twitter and on Reddit, um, but it was an application-targeted attack that their initial scrubbing providers were having trouble mitigating, and they were down, so they came to us. And when we actually talked to um, the SOC engineers, because we were we, we needed to publicly talk about it, um, because again, it was publicly talked about on Twitter, um, they were saying that you know the attack was an application targeted attack that needed somebody with application expertise to be able to mitigate it and and create new countermeasures and tune the attack. Um, so it's interesting when it comes down to application targeted attacks and not only just your ability to detect it, because that's always traditionally been a problem with DDoS attacks, but also the complexities of application targeted attacks from a mitigation standpoint. Yes. You have to be like an ex- application expert to be able to mitigate some of these attacks. And they don't have to be big. They just have to be crafty. Well, and I can see the attackers are, have the application expertise. So, you know, when we're talking to, to our people about what are you seeing, what kind, what do these attacks look like, you're seeing, you see things where there's a lot of scanning going on. And then the attacks come in, and they're perfectly sized and perfectly designed for your application. And one of the, mm-hmm. the attacks that we highlight is is another reflection amplification attack against um, CDN servers. So CDN servers and content distribution nodes, they they actually offload a lot of traffic from the web server by serving up, you know, essentially the content that's commonly served, you know, the big graphics and the things that are always like painting the main page. And so what attackers are doing is they're they're building well-crafted application requests to the CDN server with the hashes that are correct that look absolutely normal, pass right through all the filters because it looks legit for files that don't exist. And so the, what you end up seeing is the CDN server going, oh, I don't have that file, so I'll go get it from the web server. And the web server's like, that file doesn't exist. And the web server thrashes around trying to find that file. And what do you have now? Now, instead of a CDN server offloading a web server, it's loading it. Mm-hmm. It's amplifying. It's building the slayer. And it's like this beautiful application attack. Sorry, beautiful. But, you know, it's We well- can admire the attack from afar. <laughs> Nobody wants to deal with it. But the yeah. craftiness, it's like, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, you've injected it. And you've got this, this entire DMZ of, of app services tearing itself apart. Yeah. And, and, you know, poor admins running around going, what the heck's going on? It's mm-hmm. it's that's the level of stuff that's that's really we're starting to see that's really scary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of times people, I think most times people think of DDoS attacks as like massive multi terabit per second attacks that just, you know, level you. Um, but Which the reality we're still is, oh yeah absolutely <laughs> but the reality is it just a, a, a relatively low rate low crafted attack can still take a lot of applications down right? right right we literally saw a scenario last week where several different providers were struggling with it before they came to us right right well and we talked about the app tiers you know the the different ways we split up an app the DNS the TLS the network the services the access and uh, denial of service attacks go after any of those tiers. Mm-hmm. And, and the way apps are built now, as we say, they're colony creatures. You hit any of those tiers, you could break the app. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I can't take out the apps, the web servers. But you might launch a network attack just to take the app down. Right, right. You'll clog up the pipes. Which or, is normally the case. Or, you know, I've, I've written about this where you take out DNS, you take out everything. Yep. 
Dying I mean, you DNS, take the, you can't even email somebody to tell them they're down because you've taken out DNS their DNS. Yeah, I love the Twitter responses during that that Mariah attack where yeah, when you can't complain on Twitter because Twitter's down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting into kind of the the thing bot conversation, and, and I that is fascinating to me because I focus on that research and there is this broad spectrum of impact from DDoS attacks, right? You can you can have slow, well-crafted attacks that take an application down. And then there are researchers that, you know, adamantly believe that Reaper, one of the largest thing bots that we know of, um, can launch 12 terabit per second attacks. So you're talking like internet lights out attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, not to harp on this ProtonMail story too much, but what I found to be very interesting is the attackers and their verbosity of, of talking about what they were doing online you know, we're self-proclaimed kids, script kiddies in basements, um, building a bot from YouTube videos. And when <laughs> we looked at the PCAPs, it looked like Mirai. So what that tells me is you've got kids in basements learning how to build thing bots you well, know, and from sort of, a YouTube video and yeah. launching very damaging attacks. And they're doing it easy and they're doing it pretty much for free and they're causing a lot of damage. So you have this full spectrum of, you know, DDoS is a very real you know, threat to every business online. Well, and, you know, we're talking about the different types of attackers. And I mean, this is one where every kind of different attacker uses it. The criminals use it to mm-hmm. ransom you. Mm-hmm. The hacktivists use it to take you down because they don't like you. Mm-hmm. The the nation states use this to, to, you know, to take you offline. I mean, well, theoretically, Russia attacked Georgia and, and yes. knocked them offline and then rolled in on tanks. Right. And then you, you even see um, espionage as a distractor. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of interesting... I shouldn't say theoretically, it was allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's 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 it a multi-purpose tool. And mm-hmm. it was something that, I, you know, in early in my career, it was kind of like, oh, this is dumb. You know, you're, they're the early mafia boys attacks against um, Yahoo and those guys. And that kind of died down. And then it came back as, as a business. And then with the rise of ThingBots, as, you know, we talk about the attack platform of the future. Mm-hmm we really start to see this this new level of professionalization and, and, and tiered leveled services of DDoS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what we're even seeing now, kind of bringing back to the credential stuffing conversation that we had in the prior podcast, what we're seeing now in the thing bots that are being developed, um, they're multi-purpose bots now. So, you know, you can launch a 300 gig attack for 20 bucks, or you can use it for credential stuffing. You could use it to launch proxy servers. Like you can literally do anything you want. These thing bots are now bots for hire and they mm-hmm. have massive DDoS capabilities, but they also have a lot of other tools in their right. arsenal. When you're not DDoSing, do some crypto mining. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to make money now for attackers. Right. Right. They are stealing your CPUs. CPUs are actually worth more now with crypto mining than than data, hmm. than PII. Wow. We, we saw in a case that uh, uh, the stolen credit cards were getting sold for 0.003 cents a record. Wow. Actually, you can see, and then there's an interesting denial of service there because now you've got all your machines tied up doing crypto mining, you know, denying you the access to the, your own computing infrastructure. Yep. And bandwidth because all this stuff. Do for is... ransomware for crypto checking? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's you know that it's, it's all not there. A, it's not a stretch. Yeah, I mean you know, your stuff is getting used and you're losing access to it, and that that is the pain. Mm-hmm. And and you feel it when you get yelled at, mm-hmm. or you end up in a Twitter storm of people complaining. We we've had this discussion internally in, in the labs team. There's been a lot of cases where people are paying the ransom for DDoS attacks, right? Yes. Yes. Um, there it's was a easier. stat in the survey that said a DDoS attack that caused downtime to an application. Um, I think it was like it was over seventy percent of respondents say at a minimum it would cost them five hundred thousand dollars. Yes. So when you're under that pressure and downtime to your to your application could potentially be millions of dollars. 
right. a day and an attacker's asking for 50 grand. Well, a lot I, of people give them the money. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we saw in our research was that DDoS hurts different industries and regions mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, in the United States, we see it a lot more because we are just more online. We have more apps. We have more things that are that are fully connected that we're depend upon. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we are a bigger target and we have more pain. And actually, we're starting to see this is where the solutions are starting, too, where, you know, you're looking at, at DDoS scrubbing solutions. You see a lot more action in the United States because that's where the pain is. That's where the high dollar loss is. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other regions, it's it's still kind of playing catch up because they're still they're not as connected and dependent as we are. Yeah. And you know, it, again, nation state attackers know that as well. I yep. mean, we're you know glass house and glass furniture. Mm-hmm. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Old glass, not double pane <laughs> windows. Yeah, I I saw a lot of hacktivism DDoS when I ran security at a. Uh, demand media too. Um, so one of our business units was Enom, second largest domain registrar in the world. So we we saw a lot of um, hacktivism attacks against gaming sites that were on our platform, right? Um, you got a lot of kids, the gaming world is competitive. And if you DDoS your competitor online, then more people are going to go to your go to your site for gaming. Oh, that yeah. was something we 30 something times a day. Yeah, I was saying, that's more, that's less hacktivism and more industrial sabotage. Yeah. Although hacktivism, it's often DDoS is the hacktivism's tool of choice. It's like the first place they go. It's like we don't like so and so. The only fun part is when they like decide to DDoS the website of like some government agency, and they're like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, every now and then they they get it right, or should I say wrong, and and really you know whack on. I think in the past we saw a lot of attacks against the financial services sector, especially from the from the some of the major anonymous groups and their spin-offs mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't like you evil banks and we're mm-hmm. just going to whack you offline mm-hmm. and it was I mean, it's it's very expensive for them and that ultimately translates the cost to the consumer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, DDoS trends in terms of when DDoS really became a thing, it was absolutely focused on financial organizations and service providers, but we've seen a shift to where DDoS attacks are targeting pretty much every industry across the world and they're targeting every area of the world because it really did start out with financial organizations right. in the United States, but now it's, you know, there's charts in the report that people can go check out that proves, you know, it's, there's like 30 different industries that we, that we called out in terms of targets of DDoS attacks in pretty much every continent outside of Antarctica. And they'll be next, right? Uh, what's going to be there? <laughs> Credentials to steal. Take the penguins out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and next to say, looking at our da- data here, we, we see a, a wide variety of different kinds of attacks to UDP flooding, mm-hmm. uh, multi-vector attacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and reflections attacks, amplification attacks, all kinds of different net apps like NTP and DNS getting whacked and, and amplified. And, and I mean, definitely, you know, if this didn't work, we'll try that, and we'll fire all these things and see what what actually lands home. And if nothing else, we'll fill their pipe up. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, twenty bucks. It's it's not that much to, to pull this off, and it, and it is one of the most painful things that, that people have to deal with. You got to chain together a lot of ten gig circuits to get to three hundred gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just it, for the amount of money it costs to launch a three hundred gig attack that only service providers can handle. You know, at this day and age, it's just everybody needs DDoS protection services. Yeah, and that's what we like to tell people. It's like, you know, maybe you don't need some sort of DDoS protection, but you definitely need some sort of strategy. Yeah. And maybe that strategy... The strategy is just a, it's a contract with a backup provider in case something happens, right? Yeah. Well, at a I, minimum. You know, for me, it was often just even a conversation with the executive management to talk about, here's here's some stats on that, and that's what we provide in the report, stats for you out there to be able to talk to your management about these things and say, here's the prevalence of this going on. 
here's what could happen, here are the potential impacts. What do you want to do about it? DDoS protection costs this much money. Don't want to do that? Fine. Let's figure out where that dial is. Let's figure out, like, at some point, you know, if, you're, if the site's down for an hour, we'll ride it out. If the site's down for two hours, oh, maybe we'll do this level of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you need to have that conversation. You yep. need to know where that point is, where you need to start thinking about things. And you need to have that conversation before an attack happens, because yeah. while you're under attack, Panic, not a good time to have that conversation. Right. Plus, it's going to take you a while to put the paperwork together. Well, and you should, I could say, you're the one I would, well, would point to for that, because when you were at demand, I mean, you were, weren't, some people get DDoSed every once in a while, and you were, it was a constant state for you. It was before scrubbing ser services were a thing. Yes. So yes. how many would you get in a day? About 35 a day. That's insane. Yeah, basically, it got to the point where I was in constant communication with the director of security at GoDaddy, where we would share domains that would get DDoSed because they would just go back and forth between our platforms. So we had this like <laughs> shun list of you're too, you cost too much to have on our platform for a $12 domain renewal, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. But that was also back when like three gigs was a big attack. Yeah. You know, and now we're talking terabits per second. That's just, it blew my mind mm -hmm. when we got to that level. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a severe problem and it's an up and coming problem, and mm -hmm. and I think it's one that it's worthy of, of pulling a lot of attention to. Yeah, I mean, and that's why we literally chunked out a whole section of of this podcast series specifically to talk about DDoS, um, because we know when we're talking about application security and breaches, you know, the targets of breaches start with you know targeting the application or targeting access to the application. But DDoS is such a critical component to availability and. Mm -hmm. Of, of an app that we just had to dedicate, you know, an entire podcast to it. Yes. You, you can't talk about application security and not talk about EOS. Right. Well, it's not a breach. Right. <laughs> but it'll take your app down and it'll cost you a lot of money. Yes. Pain and suffering. Yes. Yes. Well, and I like to point out, too, that, like, it can go the other way. You can get DDoSed and you can't get to the apps you need because mm -hmm. your sites, your your pipes are clogged. Mm -hmm. Or somebody, and this used to happen to, to some of the places I've worked, you're hosting your stuff in a place that's getting whacked. Mm -hmm. And so you're- Upstream provider impact, yeah. Yeah, it's just like your neighbor's a gambling site that's getting DDoSed. So you know, you're getting it too. Yep. All right. DDoS is, is not a good thing. Get a strategy in place. That is the ultimate recommendation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have DDoS experts, people that can detect and mitigate attacks, especially multi-vectored attacks that change on a regular basis that require countermeasures and tuning constantly. Um, you know, I always say it's just easier to outsource it to the experts, especially yeah. now that application attacks are evolving so rapidly. Yes. And it's not just traditional network DDoS attack expertise yeah. anymore. Clean it up before I even see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, that concludes our third, sorry, fourth, fourth. podcast. Yes. Um, this has been fun, Ray. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of data in this application protection report, Ray, and I could probably talk about it for days. And we will be talking about it from not just in podcasts, but on the F5 Lab site. We mm -hmm. have, we're going to have more reports. We're going to have more interesting stories. We're going to release new data sets. We're going to have a digital version of the report out in September, and there's going to be some new data. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.